You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome to the Tapped Out Recap here on the BetQL Network with my partner, Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine. And man, before we get to the specifics of what we saw on Saturday night, Brendan, can you ever remember a bloodier octagon? It felt like every single fight, somebody's face was busted completely wide open. Yeah, that was a gross card. There was a lot of gross <laughs> stuff happening this week. You get guys. Guys uh, split open across the bridge of the nose. You're getting eyes messed up and closed. It was a brutal night. One of those certainly included Islam taking out Bobby Green in the first round by TKO. I don't think there was any big surprise. He came in as a minus 900. Maybe the surprise was how easily Islam took out Bobby Green. Obviously, Bobby Green was coming in off just two weeks from his most recent fight. So not a ton of expectation there. Plus 650 when the fight went off. But it just felt like he had absolutely no chance once that fight started. Yeah, which is disappointing. I think that he talked a really good game going into that week. I know that I gave him the benefit of the doubt going in, thinking that he could definitely make this a longer fight. I think a lot of people did. Um, I know Jake had uh, said that he thought he was going to get buzzsawed, and that's what ended up happening. It was uh, it was pretty easy work for Makachev, which is, uh, you know, I think, you know, depending on what his uh, next moves are, if he if he's going to make a quick turnaround. If not, uh, I think he probably did all he had to do to solidify getting a shot at the strap. Speaking of quick turnaround, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Fazeev is out because of COVID. He was supposed to fight Rafael Dos Anjos coming up in, where are we now? One, two, three, four, five days to coming up on Saturday night. And then Islam raised his hand and said, yeah, I'm in for it. No way that would actually happen, right? I don't know. I mean, it's possible, especially if he's a guy who continues to want to show his star. This is going to be a very, very highly publicized pay-per-view. So if I were him, and the UFC said, yes, first of all, you get, uh, you know, you're going to make double the pay in the span of two weeks. He took no damage in that fight. He's not going to have to cut weight because he said he'd do it at 170. I think it's an awesome move by him. I think that he probably saw the love that Bobby Green got last week for going and taking the fight, taking his fight on short notice. And so if he goes and does the same thing, I think it's a great move by him, uh, quite frankly, because I do think that as dominant as the performance was against Bobby Green, it's like a little bit underwhelming. I think we probably were hoping for a better competitive fight. And so now he gets another chance to go showcase his skills, a little bit of that, that Hamzat uh, rub that everybody loves, that, you know, those quick turnarounds, you're a machine, you're fighting back-to-back weeks. So I think it'd be an awesome move by him. It's a good point that he did take relatively no, no damage at all in that last fight. However... The turnaround might not be the wisest move for a guy that could probably fight for the championship next if he did nothing, right? 
Yeah, that's definitely true. I, I don't think that there is really anything standing in his way outside of unless they really believe that Conor McGregor is going to get this title shot right as soon as he gets back. And that was mentioned by his coach. I don't you know, it was dismissed by Makachev after after the fight card. But unless they really believe that, then, yeah, you, what are you going to do to kind of strengthen your resume to, to strengthen your case? You make yourself undeniable at that point. And if he were to win fights in back to back weeks, I think that would certainly do uh, do a great cause to eradicating any type of, you know, McGregor leapfrogging. Well, don't sit the fence. You know, that's my job out of the two of us. So being the betting man that you are, are you betting that we are going to see the fight between Dos Anjos and him? Uh, I'll say yes. I think the yes, UFC loves okay. stuff like this. Like if he's going to raise, I guess the only thing that in that case would be uh, Dos Anjos saying no, but I don't really see what does he have to lose at this point? You know, it's not like he's a guy who's on the cusp of a title shot. Yeah, he was going to go take a guy for Steve, but I think he was kind of sitting in that uh, almost that that gatekeeper role. And now he gets Makachev in a, in, a, in a spot where he's getting him at the weight class he likes better anyway at welterweight. So I think we would get it. I, I, I don't I think the UFC in a, in a day and age where the UFC is dealing with so many guys who are upset with their contracts and are upset with the money they make. If you have a guy who is one of your budding stars telling you I'll fight on back to back weeks, I think they'd be more than willing to do it. I think it probably just uh, is more on the side of RDA on whether he would want to take that fight or if he was really prepping for a much different animal in Fazeev. He'd be crazy to not take that opportunity. I mean, it'd be a big thing to take out Fazeev and continue the streak that Dos Anjos has been on, but even bigger would be to take out Islam Makachev. That would be absolutely unbelievable. All right, we've got UFC 272 in Vegas on Saturday night. Let's go ahead and start at the bottom of the main card. you got Greg Hardy coming in at plus 172, taking on Sergey Spivak at minus 215. I feel like with Greg Hardy, and you kind of made this point the other day, that Maybe his skill set, maybe at this point we've seen the best of it. You and I were kind of going back and forth on this one. Do you think that if that's true and we've seen the best of Greg Hardy, that he has any chance against a guy like Spivak on Saturday night? I mean, I think he certainly has a chance just because he throws he, – he has absolute bombs in his hand, and he has been doing some work, uh, you know, with guys like Rashad Evans and Tyrone Spong and Dean Thomas. Like, he's got the right tutelage uh, down here after kind of leaving American top team. So maybe he's picking up some new stuff. Uh, he, I mean, don't forget also, you know, he's been dealing with some pretty gnarly injuries coming into this. So that's also a question mark is, is how healthy is he? How healthy was he? Um, if he is fully recovered, that definitely speaks better for him. But yeah, I'm not going to rule him out just because he, he can absolutely uh, put your lights out with one shot. But I think it's a very, very short window for him because he's typically a much different fighter after the first round and and sometimes we've even seen you know chicanery on the stool with an inhaler or things like that it's been a very weird fighting career for greg hardy like i i definitely you know pat him on the back for making a ufc career last this long but i do think yeah we we, we have seen a bit of a ceiling for him for a guy that's been the octagon less than 10 times you're right some uh strange and memorable performances i mean you're like you were talking about the inhaler some issues with the, a corner, um, the, the knee. Like, yeah, there have yep. been some, some, some funny things happening. Speaking of funny, big mouth fighting Kevin Holland coming in at minus 290 against Cowboy Alex Oliveira. The comeback on him is plus 225. This just feels like Kevin Holland's fight to lose. Yeah, I think this is a – I think if you were to look, I'd say, outside of the main event, you know, now uh, who's got the most pressure on him, I would say probably Kevin Holland. Like, yeah. he is – 
you know, he's not the biggest favorite on the main card, but he's getting very, very close. Colby's still that. And you take on a guy in Alex Oliveira, who definitely is durable. I mean, he's a respectable guy. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to just dismiss what uh, what Cowboy can do. But Kevin Holland, you know, not too long ago was the hot shot prospect, was the guy that everybody was hoping for. He's gotten in there with a couple of grapplers who have exposed that part of his game to a degree. I don't think Alex Oliveira is necessarily going to do that. He's definitely a dangerous submission artist, but he does like to stand and bang and have some entertaining fun. Minus one fifty, taking on Edson Barbosa plus one twenty two. I love me some Bryce Mitchell, and I also love this matchup. It just feels like Edson Barbosa, what he does well, maybe he can't do that type of thing against Bryce Mitchell, who's very versatile as well himself. Probably a little bit underrated in that aspect. Minus one fifty. I think he should be more like minus two fifty in this fight, and you should get at least two to one on on, on Barbosa. I'm playing a lot on my on Bryce Mitchell on Saturday night. This is my lock of the week. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, listen, man, I, uh, I I agree with you. I do think that this is a great opportunity for Bryce Mitchell. Um, super fun character, you know, has the, the the camo shorts and all that type of stuff. I, to me, though, Edson Barbosa is still probably like the live. There's a lot of like veteran versus, I don't want to say young prospect, but kind of like guys who are trying to make a name for themselves off that veteran. That's a lot of the uh, the theme of this card. And I do think that Edson is always, to me, going to be the most live dog there because, you know, he does have, such insane striking ability. His kicks are next level. He's a very tough guy to prepare for, you know, but I do think that he's a bit of a guy who's also, we've seen better days in front of him and has, has, uh, has been a little bit up and down at this part of his career has had a weight class change. But if there was an underdog that I look at on this main card uh, outside of the main event where I'm like, all right, who's the guy I think could actually get it done against one of these young bucks. I do like Barboza there. Speaking of the main event of UFC 272, We've made our way there. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal coming in at plus 250. Colby Chaos Covington, the huge favorite at minus 325. We were talking about the fight this last Saturday, and usually you see pretty much even money or close to it in these, I almost said title fight. Maybe that's maybe that's it now that I'm talking it out loud. Are you surprised at the odds swing so heavy in Colby's favor at minus 325 in what is definitely a true grudge match on Saturday night? 
I'm not surprised because I do think that big odds always favor grapplers. I think guys who can get that that easy path of of taking a guy down and winning rounds. I think that's always going to you know, favor you in the odds makers eyes because they figure you have a great path to go and, and win rounds, which is ultimately the name of the game. I don't think that people think that Colby's going to go out there and knock out Jorge Masvidal, but I also think that is a story in that, you know, Colby can wear a guy down and we have never seen a Jorge Masvidal come off a knockout loss in the UFC. And so he gets knocked out the way that he did against Kamar Usman. He's not the youngest guy in the world. We've seen knockouts like that change people and not necessarily be the same after that. And that's always been a great weapon for Jorge is his, is his durability, his chin, his toughness, being street Jesus, bringing that mentality, having a bit of that intimidation factor, being able to get knocked down like he did against Darren Till, get up and knock him out in his own hometown. So I, I, all of that says to why Colby is the big favorite that he is. I just wonder, though, like, is there an element here where Jorge can get Colby Covington to play into his game a little bit? Can he can he get him? to be a little bit more aggressive than maybe we would typically see, maybe get out of his element and maybe want to stand in the pocket a little bit more rather than that level changing and that constant energy that he brings. But the one thing I would say with a guy like Jorge has always been a guy that's had a pretty good gas tank. So I don't think that uh, I, I don't, it was, it's going to take a big effort for Colby to wear him down. And he's always got to be wary of a guy like Jorge because he's got that flying knee that that signature move, like you always got to be aware on those takedowns of can he uh, unleash something like that? But I, I, I don't know. I'm not surprised that the odds are with the way they are. But with Jorge being a guy who can knock you out, I mean, you may like the value in just that. Hey, maybe he can get it done over a five round fight. Will he find his chin just once and put the lights out? So you mentioned Jorge knocking out Colby like three or four times there. And you also said that nobody expects Colby to knock out Jorge. And I know typically that's not what he does. However, being the grudge match that it is and knowing that he needs to put on a show, I want to see the official odds of what you can get Colby by knockout. But remember, Masvidal, the last time we saw him, got knocked out brutally, right? And once your chin brutally. goes, I'm not saying it's gone, but it, you were there. You saw yeah. it. I mean, no, that, was, I think that was bad. So I'm not saying that he's he's done or his chin's done or anything like that, but we all know that once, once you lose that vulnerability of being the guy that's never got knocked out, and you're going up against a guy that would love nothing more than to knock you out. I'm not necessarily saying a one-punch knockout like that, but could we see a TKO? Could we see punches and punches and then one power cross, something like that? Whatever it is, I think I'm talking myself into Colby to buy knockout. Well, right now, Colby by knockout is uh, is actually is you know is is better odds than Jorge got knockout. I mean, he's plus wow. 340 right now. Jorge is plus 400 to get the KO. And look, wow. yeah, I, I think those are fair concerns that you have about Masvidal. Um, because we haven't seen him like that. How does he bounce again? And even if it's just not a case of him getting knocked out again, maybe necessarily being chinny, does it make him gun shy? Does it make him fight different? For does sure. it make him, you know, does it make him a little bit, uh, you know, wary? We saw that a little bit with Robbie Lawler against Colby is that, you know, Robbie didn't want to get uh, knocked out by Colby Covington. And so it just made for a fight where Robbie really couldn't pull the trigger. And so I think that also uh, is a concern by this. If you're a Masvidal fan, which I am in a building where, there would be many of those tonight down here where they want to see Jorge Masvidal go in. I'm at uh, FTX Arena right now, by the way, everybody. Um, and I, I think that all these people who are probably rooting for Masvidal and having the watch parties down here in, in South Florida, they may see, may, it could be a frustrating night where you're like, come on, George, pull the trigger. Come on, George. Even when he looks like he may have an opportunity, he may be second guessing himself just because, you know, Colby will be there and, and, and getting him with the takedown game and all that type of stuff. 
I can't wait for Saturday's show coming up from 5 to 7 Eastern time on the BetQL Network. We're going to break down the main card. And we're going to spend, I would say, the better part of maybe an hour just talking all angles, all possible outcomes from this particular fight. We're finally here. The one I've been looking forward to the most in 2022, Colby Covington taking on Jorge Masvidal with Brendan Tobin and Jake Galley. I'm Sean Levine, and we'll be back to break it down on Saturday night from 5 to 7 right here on the BetQL Network.